The views, information, and opinions expressed during the Aces Up the Sleeve podcast are solely those of the individual guests or hosts and do not necessarily represent those of Pocket Aces Racing LLC or Lilium Garland Media nor any other mentioned parties. Opinions expressed are not necessarily endorsed by the hosts, Pocket Aces Racing LLC or Lilium Garland Media. The Aces Up the Sleeve podcast is provided for private entertainment purposes only. Aces Up the Sleeve assumes no responsibility or liability for any errors or omissions in the content of the episode. While we do our due diligence to the best of our abilities, the information contained is provided with no guarantees of completeness, accuracy, usefulness, or timeliness. Any advice or opinions provided by or expressed by our guests are those of said guests and said guest alone. Happy Wednesday. Welcome back to Aces Up the Sleeve. I'm Patty, co-hosting with the co-managing partner of Pocket Aces Racing, or PAR for the quick reference, Jared Shoemaker. And today we are joined by trainer Brendan Walsh for a another and our just line of very interesting interview, kind of um, series, maybe spinoff part of the podcast. So uh, how are you both today? I know, you know, thank you so much, Brendan, for taking time out of your day. I know you're a busy man, so we really appreciate you taking the time to come on and talk to us today. Yeah, no problem at all. Yep, all, all good here. And yeah, Brennan, Brennan joining us from uh, from New York, uh, taking a few minutes with us here. I know it's uh, he might be one of the busiest men in racing right now. So uh, we'll uh, we'll get through this, knock this sucker out. And again, thanks, thanks so much, and uh, uh, let's get it going. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So in this podcast, we're going to shed light on all things pocket aces. We're going to talk about the finer points of syndicate ownership. We're going to discuss what our listeners and our partners have asked us to talk about. And hopefully by the end of the episode, you're enlightened, you're inspired, you're entertained. And our partners just continue to feel like they're getting good value out of their tenure as a member of Team Pocket Aces Racing. So before we jump into that, um, to our interview with Brennan today, we do have some availability updates. We've talked about them. We're going to keep talking about them because they're really nice horses. We have started from the bottom and we have It's Chemistry Baby and they still have some availability left. Um, and from what I'm hearing, I'm hearing very good things about them. So your time might be ticking, folks, if you're on the fence. Yeah, started from the bottom as working great, getting ready to run, uh, I think up at uh, Thistledown and then, um, that's kind of where we're looking now and an allowance up there. And then um, it's chemistry, baby. Um, she's uh, selling right along. So jump in, folks. She's she's uh, she's awful pretty. Absolutely. So as we kind of mentioned above, um, we're going to sit down with trainer Brennan Walsh, who, frankly, I believe it. I think a lot of us, you know, between myself, Jared, we firmly believe it, that Brennan's one of the best trainers in the country. He's had horses like Maxfield and uh Pluquet Parfait, Extravagant Kids, Sandton, Pretty Mischievous, and of course, our very own Temple City Terror come through his barn. And we, you know, if we just sat here and, and listed off his his incredible, you know, horses that he's trained over the years, we would have really run out of time. So, Brennan, just as a quick introduction, you know, for maybe some of our partners or some of our listeners who don't, you know, maybe don't quite recognize the horses or don't have the name recognition for you, do you just want to give us a quick background on, um, 
kind of what brought you to the United States or, you know, maybe what got you into racing and then brought you into the United States and we can go from there. However you want to do that. Well, I've always been, um, I've always been involved in racing since, or at least with horses since I was very young. I, I've always been from the, from the very first, from the get go, I was always, uh, you know, I loved horses and I, I always wanted to work with them. So, you know, I pretty much, had ponies since I was young. I went to the racing school, jockey school in Ireland when I was fifteen. Uh, didn't quite work out. Went finished school, started back in uh stud management, veterinary. Um, worked for a veterinarian. You know, worked my way up, and kind of went back to the racing side of things again. I was always galloping horses and and uh riding work. So eventually, I ended up. Uh, in Dubai, writing work for for Godolphin, who I'm I'm happy to say I trained for now, and found my way over to the states with them a few summers. We'd spend the winters in Dubai and the summers in uh, the states. So um, that's how I came here initially, and and you know I really liked uh, racing in America, and I I I, I really uh, enjoyed it, and I I thought it would be a where I might have the opportunity to get set up myself eventually. Um, you know, so I, I came back here. Uh, I went back to Newmarket in England and, and had an assistance job there. And, and I used to come back here. Um, but um, eventually I decided I'd come back and, and, and try it myself. So I got a job with Eddie Keneally. And I did uh, three, four years with Eddie and, and managed to uh, to bring together a bunch of horses and, and go out on my own. And, and we started, I think this is my 12th year now, we started training, um, you know, with just six horses. And, and, and just, you know, it's been, uh, it, it seems like it's gone very fast. Um, it's hard to believe it's been 12 years, but uh, thankfully we've had some good horses and done, done pretty good. So... Uh, here we are. Yeah, you know, it's, I guess we've been with you. When did we send Temple City Terror to you? That would have been in about 2018, I guess. I, so we've been with you about five yes. years. Yeah, about five years, I'd say, Jared, yeah. And I think when, when we started out, um, you know, obviously you, you had made a bit of a name for yourself, but I mean, you've, you've just blown up over the last couple of years. It seems like. Yeah, no, we've we've done well. We've been lucky. We we won the the right horses have come along at the right time, and we won the right the right races. You know, um, we were we got very lucky. Um, the last few years, particularly, um, the last two three years since we picked up the Godolphin, um, gig and um and you know just picked up better horses. You know, um in general from 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 a lot of different people not just godolphin so yeah it's it's advanced well and you know i have a good a very good team of people working for me that's that's what i feel is our biggest uh, our biggest asset because you need a you need a, a team a very good team around you a very good assistance i've got some very good riders and good horsemen in general so um you know i think that's what it all is and and you know i think we've proved that uh you know, we can do as good a job as anybody else, I think. Oh, absolutely. So just, you know, you talk about having a team around you and this, this was, this wasn't on our list of things that we were going to talk about, but 
you know, at, at any given time, you've got horses at, at how many different places and, and how many different assistants are you kind of coordinating and or different different strings are you coordinating at any given time typically? Well, generally, um, the larger strings, Jared, we've got uh, three of them, you know, and I've got uh, three guys that, that run their, their barns, um, you know, and, and, and take care of everything. And I just go from barn to barn to barn. Um, myself, but and oversee the whole lot. But uh, you know, there guys that do the um, that do the everyday stuff and and run the barns and and take care of all the stuff. So, um, you know, you need people that you can trust and and good hardworking people. Um, and I feel we have we have them, and uh, you know, we're just a good team. We get on very well together. And we we uh, I I would like to think that that. People enjoy um, being part of it, um, you know. And I think because we've been successful, I think you can you can build off of it and attract some some new people as well, um, you know. So we've people that come and go sometimes, but but I have a very good nucleus, um, you know. I've, I've the three guys that are my assistants have all worked for me for a certain length of time, and uh, they know the system, and and it it looks like you know you're always tweaking it, but it looks like it works pretty well, you know. Yeah, and I think it's uh, those assistants. It's, it's I think it's pretty much the same group that has been with you since we started, at least with you. So, um, pretty, pretty much. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Thinking back to when you came into, uh, you started training. You went out on your own, and you know, not, not just what's changed with you individually, but how have you seen things in the industry change uh, over the last 12 years and you know what have we gotten better what are what are we maybe going backwards on you know that that sort of thing or is it or has it changed much at all in the last 12 years um yeah it's changed drastically i think jared i mean um you know especially the last three two or three years i mean they're there, everything seems like it's it's being um, policed an awful lot more by veterinarians, etc. Sometimes for the good, sometimes for the not so good. But um, you know, uh, it has changed a lot, and um, you know, I, I'd say it's probably more difficult than ever now to uh, to train horses. Um, you know, with all these rules that tend to be a bit complicated and, and, and stuff like that and, and restrictive too. So it's, it's, um, you know, it, it has gotten a lot, uh, a lot different to what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can see what they're trying to do and, 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 you know, but I, I just feel we're, we're still, we're still a long ways away from an end game where everybody's going to be happy. Yeah, it, it just seems like there's so much of it. What what's going on in the last, you know, the last year especially, it's just like there, there's so little consistency, and it's just, uh, it's whatever whatever sounds good to them at any given time is what we're going to focus on and, and what we're gonna, what we're going to enforce today, and it, it seems like it's you know it comes out of nowhere at times. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's the that's the thing. It's it, they just make it they're just making it a little more difficult on on people, but. You know, look. All you can do is is uh, go along with it and and um, try to make the best of it. And uh, you know, hopefully, eventually, it it all works out in in everyone's interest. I think there's a lot of tweaking to be done, though. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Without without a doubt. So, I I guess at this point, you've got one one of our horses, Oscar Season, two year old. 
Uh, you had a couple others, but uh-huh. uh, you know, we've had, you know, obviously Cyclone Rangers uh, had, uh, uh, you know, had his uh, colic surgery. He's doing very well, by the way. Everything's, he's, his temperature's staying normal. He's, he's eating up. He's, you know, they're basically eating everything they put in front of him right now. So he is going 100% in the right direction. Uh, but yeah, and speaking of Oscar season and, you know, and more in general, because I think you're about to get a few more of the two-year-olds. Uh, a couple of them are getting really, really close to headed your way. Uh, well, I guess you got double neat. Uh, he came just uh, last week. I had forgotten about that. So talk to us about the, a little bit about the development of two-year-olds. You know, I, I think um, because it's such a fascinating part of, of the game and, and, and getting these horses in when they're very young, they're still trying to figure things out. And just, you know, how, how you typically are bringing them along and, and kind of just what that looks like and, and, you know, how sometimes, you know, you think you've got a world beater and they make you look silly. And then other times you think you got one that doesn't have much talent at all. And all of a sudden they just, you know, they're, they're unstoppable, uh, you know, that sort of thing. Just, just kind of run down that with us. Well, I think Jared, you know, a lot of it has to do with when they, you know, trying to find their their talent level and and you know when they're younger they tend to differ like you say they tend to differ so much more um to when they when they get older you 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 know you kind of find a, a level of of where they're at and what they're capable of doing or not doing and um you know, when when they're young, some of them learn faster than others. Some of them don't. They come into us. You know, some of them are are better prepared than others. Um, you know, depending on where they come from. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it it varies so much. You know, they they was you know they can work, they can advance quickly, and and some of them don't miss the beat as they're as when they're younger, and some of them are not quite ready for, for what you're asking them to do. And, and you've got to know when to, uh, to take back and, and give them more time. And, uh, you know, I think the main thing with, with the two-year-olds, um, Jared, is uh, patience. You know, I think you've got to be patient. Your owners have to be patient. Oh, we just, we, we've lost Brennan. Looks like we've, uh, we've lost the connection. Hold so on, we'll... folks. We'll come back. <laughs> we'll get him and then we'll come back. <laughs> He's coming back in. Hello. Hey, there how are you? That's all right. You, yeah. No problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't have Saratoga is not known for its uh, reception. <laughs> it's uh, internet um, connection. Yeah, you know, the two year olds coming in and being patient with them. Yeah, you know, the, I think the key is is patience um with them. Um, you know, and, and, and your owners have to be patient and you know we do some of them advance quicker than others and get to the races quicker than others. And of course, some of them too, you know, they, they show you a certain talent level and some of them need more time. And, and, and that's the thing as well. I mean, no better example than Temple City Terror. She was a, a filly that required a lot of uh, time and patience. I think she, she broke her maiden on like her ninth or 10th start, um, you know, which took, took a while to be honest, but, uh, but when she did, um, when the penny did drop with her, eventually she uh, she moved forward, and 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 you know the older she got, the better we felt that uh, that she got. Um, so uh, you know she's a prime example of of the patience thing. But some of them, some of them come along quickly too, and they get to the races quickly, and and you know we just. We just see how they advance ourselves from week to week, and if they're ready to go in the next step, 
we take them up the next step. If they're not, we back off of them and uh, and uh, give them a chance. But I think that's the that's the thing more than anything is to is to be patient with them. So you know, just uh, you and using Temple City Terror, and I'm sure you've had a, a you know lots of other horses over the course of the years that, that that kind of fit this mold too. You know, you know, we were all very patient with her, and you know, because you saw something in her that that said we needed to be patient. You know, because you know, let's face it, we, we kept her in maiden special weight company for ten starts, and and before she yeah. before she finally broke her maiden, and and I think a lot of times. Um, you know, people are like, well, let's get her in maiden claiming, let's get her, but we, you know, we never did that with her and others, we do it really quickly. So, you know, what, what is it you see in a horse like her, or maybe some, uh, maybe you can think of some other examples that you took that, that long time with to, to make you say, you know what, we need to keep doing what we're doing. We need to keep her in maiden special weight. Let's, let's stay the path. Well, I have to admit, Jared, I was getting very close to the, <laughs> to the maiden thirty rounds with her, I, I'd be I'd be lying to you if I told if I told you anything else. Um, but uh, yeah, no, she she was just a filly physically. She she always needed to fill out, and and you know she always tried very hard. Um, is what I remember from when she was younger. Um, you know she always made a made a very good effort, and um. You know, she and she was never. To be fair, a lot of her races, she was she was getting there, getting there. Mm-hmm. She maybe took a couple of steps back, but eventually she was always going to uh, to get there. Maybe not to the level that uh, that we thought, but um, but to a certain level. But but when she did, when she did get there, she really, she really did, and it was great. Um, you know, she was a favorite of ours because I think when you when you have them for so long. The longer they're in your barn, the more uh, the more you get used to them. And she was like a a part of the furniture by the time we um, <laughs> right by the time uh, she left us, you know. But uh, we were very fond of her, and, and we're very happy to to have kept her. We missed her when she when mm-hmm. she left us um, this year. Um, yeah. But you know, she the nice thing was she achieved a lot, and and the. Um, you know, she was she was a great filly in the end. I mean, God, every time she went out there, she she left her her race out on the track, and um, you know, I that's one thing I admire about her. I mean, that's that's probably why she was a big favorite of mine. Yeah, you talk about that that mental aspect. You know, uh, there's a ton of horses that have a lot of talent, uh, they have a lot of physical talent, but never can put it all together. And, and I think it, maybe it's at times difficult for, you know, just casual fans or even, you know, even our, our, our owners who are beyond casual fans, but they're not people that spend a lot of time, you know, around a horse or they haven't been around horses a ton. And just talk about that, that, that the mental aspect of being a racehorse and, and the toughness that's required and, and, and all that and, and how big of an issue that that is for a, a horse. Well, it seems, Jared, like, you know, a lot of these good horses, I I mean, I see the, the real good ones, they mm-hmm. seem to be even, you know, they seem to have better minds than the good ones. They they just, they just they're like uh, good athletes, good human athletes, you know, nothing bothers them, they eat, they sleep, they're, they're very, they're very good athletes, you know, and they just give themselves every chance. Um, you know, whereas some of these other ones, you know, I've seen lots of talented horses that they just haven't had the mind for it. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's the thing. Sometimes they get, you know, they get a, a few few works 
a few uh, races, stuff like that, and they just t- don't take it very well mentally. And some horses are the opposite; they can be a little quirky initially, but once you once you get them to the races, they um they settle down and they take it the right way, and and they're the ones that turn out to be um to be the good horses. But it it is very um it is very important to have a uh, for a horse to have a good mind because if they don't, it tends to lead to a lot of problems along the way. You know you. You know, horses travel to the races all over, and, and you know if they're fretters or or what have you, doesn't doesn't work very well. So you know that was a nice thing with Temple City Terror too. She was very she was very good minded, and she always uh, was eager to please. So um, talk about some of the other uh, big horses that you've had. Uh, you know, Maxfield is the one that always jumps straight to my mind. I mean, he was man, he was an impressive horse. So tell us a little bit about your experience with him and kind of what, what was he like around the barn most days when you when you came in? He was a star, um, Jared, from from the day he walked in the door. Um, you know, just the most amazing mind. Pretty mischievous this year when the Oaks, she's the same. You know, just they're they're just I think them horses, they're just pretty different there altogether, you know. They're um nothing bothers them. You know, Max was the most laid back horse in the world. You know, just they, they they eat, like I said, they sleep. You know, they always tend to look well because they give themselves the chance to look well because they eat and 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 everything. And uh, you know, he he was just a great minded horse. You know, pretty the the same. Um, she's great too, and and most of the good horses that we've had they've had that that good mind so that's that's a lot of the difference you know when it all comes down to it that is a lot of the difference uh between the good ones and the not so good ones. and that's the, that's the thing that is uh pretty much impossible to figure out uh when you're looking at a horse for you know five to 30 minutes at a sale it's really tough exactly. to figure that out exactly <laughs> that's the thing but you know people watch them they 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 follow them at the sale and they watch them before they go in the ring and stuff like that and you can tell a lot about the way a horse is going to handle themselves mm-hmm. in the future by by what they do at the um at the sales as well you know so now you're you're probably at a point in in the career now you you probably don't get a ton of horses that are older coming coming into the barn older you, you got to get a lot of them I guess you you probably get them right from the starts of their careers now but but uh, you probably still get some older coming in and when when that happens you know what are you what are the sort of things you're doing to get to know the horse and what are you looking for in their behaviors that you might try to fix and to improve them and you know things like that. Well, we do we do get some older horses. We get a lot of um, European imports, Jared. Okay, you know, gotcha, gotcha. Um, horses that have run. You know, a lot of them horses we bring them to uh, to Palm Meadows um, in Florida, and uh, and um, you know, just start them off down there, give them a quiet time when they come first, and and gradually get to know them. And uh, you know, work from there. But that that would be a big uh, advantage when we when we go down there that you can back off them a little bit. It's not as hard on them mentally either, um, which is always a good uh, a good thing, you know. But uh, yeah, you you do get to know them, and a lot of them have have their habits. You know, some good, some not so good. All right. So yeah. So where I was. So you're you're king for a day in North American racing. You get you get to make one change. What is that change? Um, oh, 
<laughs> I guess this whole this whole ice thing has to be uh has to be straightened out because it seems like it's led to nothing but problems. Um, nobody seems happy with it. You know, it's it's one thing to have it, and I can see where they're they're coming from. Um, to to you know, and what they're trying to do, but they're not going about it in a very uh, good way. And I think that um, they're lacking people of experience, and and they're not taking on board what the horsemen or the direction that the horsemen would like to take. And it seems that you know, uh, you know, we were try they were set up to to um form a a national body where everything would be under one. Uh, one ceiling, but it still seems like it's all very divided. And I wish it would. Um, I wish we could be in king for the day. I wish we could just pull it all together and and get to where everybody is reasonably satisfied. Because you're never going to satisfy everybody, but at least try and and get people together and take on board what people would like to do. Because we're all trying to do the right thing for the sport and 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 for the horses. Um, you know, uh, because if if we don't do it and we don't do it soon, then I, I'm afraid our sport's going to be in a lot of trouble. Yeah, I cannot uh, cannot agree more. So, last question. Actually, I'm, I, I, I take it back. I always say last question, and I always think of another one. Whatever so, you say, don't first, lie, Jared. <laughs> first and foremost, just think your your biggest win, your best memory as a trainer. Uh, I I know what I think it would be if I if if, but I, I but I want to hear what uh, I want to hear if I'm right. Oh, without a doubt, it was the um, it was the Oaks this year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean that that's that's it was a different. You know, we've won some big races now at this point, but that was a completely different uh, different feeling. You know, it's it's like um, it 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 kind of takes you to the next level. Um, you know, but. It it was such a good day and such a good week and the filly was doing great coming up to it but you know it, it it's it's difficult to describe but it's just a different um mm-hmm. a different feeling completely to to any other any other race and you know we've got, we've got nothing but uh, recognition since and uh, you know it was definitely a, it's a big feather in your cap because it goes down in history and nobody's Absolutely. ever. Nobody ever forgets uh, who who won the Oaks in, in 2023. So um, it was just fantastic. Of course, when you do something like that, you want to advance from it and, and try and win the Derby or, or try and win another Oaks. But, um, you know, that's what, we, that's what we strive for. But it was, uh, it was very satisfying. And, and, and you know, we were, we were ecstatic for, for a long time after. And I'll, I'll just never forget it. Well, I, I absolutely, I was watching the, the post-race interview and, and I, I, I just, I was so happy for you and the team and everybody mm-hmm. there. It was great. Uh, I, your interview was fantastic and uh, got a big kick out of it. And uh, so, I, you know, I, I've told you before, but I will, I will congratulate you again, even though it's been several months, but that, that was just, that was a hell of a, hell of an accomplishment and very well done. So, yeah. Um, so I mentioned, we mentioned Oscar season a little bit ago. How's he doing? He's doing good, um, Jared. Yeah, he's come in 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 good shape, and he's uh, he's galloping away. We're trying to get his, you know, get the miles under him, and uh, and uh, hopefully we can um, hopefully we can get him going and get him walking along. Uh, 
pretty soon and 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 he'll advance uh, hopefully every week and like we said we'll we'll uh, hopefully it won't be too long and he'll be at the races but he's a nice horse he's a nice big good sized horse and uh, you know I can't see why he wouldn't turn out to be a, a very nice prospect well hopefully he likes the dirt and we can get you that derby win how about that that would be nice. That would be nice. <laughs> it seems like the Oscar seasons are taken to the they're taken to the dirt. Um, maybe a little better than the kittens' joys. So, um, you know, it it's uh, it's good to have that angle with with them. You know. Yeah, he. Uh, they they seem like they they just run over anything. So hopefully, hopefully he's got a little bit. I think double neat probably. He looks like he might be a little more turfy than uh, than Oscar seasons. So. Uh, um, you know, he's just been with you a little bit and probably hadn't done a whole lot yet. So we won't put you on the spot with him, but, uh, uh, but, uh, you know, Brendan, thanks so much again. I know how incredibly busy you are. And, uh, you know, like you said, you're, you're managing, managing three barns and from, you know, right now from Saratoga and later on, uh, Virginia and then back to Kentucky and back to Saratoga. I don't know how in the world you do it all. So not a bear miles. miles. Uh, so yeah um, well thanks thanks so much and uh, we really appreciate it i think our folks will enjoy it so uh, uh we'll talk soon and patty you can take us out yes absolutely and you know we'll echo we'll echo jared once again thank you so much brennan for taking time and and sitting down with us and thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in this week our listener counts are raising on all of our platforms and we really appreciate everybody's support we see you guys we see that you've been busy so make sure if you haven't yet, make sure you're subscribed to our Spotify. You can leave us some commentary over there. You can also give us um, ratings on the Apple podcast page. Yeah. There's also the open source Overcast app. If you'd like it as an alternative to Apple podcast, yeah. I've heard some people are not super big fans of Apple. So we do have an alternative for the Apple people. Um, make sure that you subscribe and you hit the bell on our YouTube channel. It's under the same name. It's Pocket Aces Racing. So you get notified when we start unveiling our new features and our projects. We've been promising them. We're going to start recording them. We're getting there, I promise. But other than that, you know, everybody, once again, thank you so much. Have a great Wednesday. Have a good week. Make good choices. And once again, podcast is out. Bye.